In February of 2022, a company little known outside a very specific demographic went public at a $1.7 billion valuation. This company sells in one of the most commoditized markets on the planet. It's called Black Rifle Coffee Company. A friend who I was just having dinner with who owns an e-commerce business in the survival space recently told me at SHOT Show, which is a big conference for um, convention for people that are in the kind of gun sort of outdoor survival space. He says, you see more people wearing Black Rifle Coffee Company shirts than any other brand. And these are people that they love their different brands of guns and all kinds of stuff. But what are they wearing is Black Rifle Coffee Company t-shirts, a coffee brand literally. Now, the prices of smaller businesses that went public during the same time as Black Rifle Coffee Company have come down a little bit, but this company is still worth $800 million today with about $370 million a year in sales. So there's definitely something to learn here. Now, the ultimate goal in creating a product is to have a product that's so unique, so special, that nobody can ever copy it, can ever replicate it, and allows us to dominate our market for decades. The problem is that's nearly impossible. Uh, Competition comes in, they wanna make money also. Uh, Pricing, people will try to undercut you on prices, the market will change, all kinds of things happen that don't allow us to have this unique product that just wins forever. Uh, But fortunately, you don't have to. Uh, Black Rifle Coffee Company, for example, didn't create a unique product. They really sell basic coffee. They get it from, I was just looking at their website, Brazil and somewhere else. And instead, what they did was they created a unique position within their market. Monster Energy did the exact same thing. So their big product innovation at Monster, when they found out this whole energy drink thing was taking off, their big innovation was to create a can that was double the size. (laughs) So rather than eight ounces, they created a can that was 16 ounces. This was not a big deal. Uh, This is something literally anybody could copy and has copied. The real power in what they did was their unique positioning. If you look at their branding, it's very sort of extreme, sort of aggressive branding. They started supporting, uh, you know, sort of extreme sports, motocross, X Games, different things like that, sort of going after that certain sort of market and brand appeal that nobody else was really catering to at the time. And so that's what allowed them to do really well. The product ultimately was something anybody could copy, but their positioning reinforced after year after year after year of advertising and supporting the brand was something that's very hard for somebody to dislodge whenever that's associated in people's minds with that positioning. And so that's really what we're trying to create. And I think it's easier than trying to invent a product nobody else can ever copy from us. So first off, like what is a position in this context? It's really to be the best option in the market for a certain group of people. Now, for those group of people to matter for us as business owners, we want it first to be specific enough to matter. If the group is too general, then it's not really going to be able to help us create a unique positioning because we're kind of be kind of going to be speaking to everybody. If you go check out Black Rifle Coffee, you know, they've got helicopters flying in, they've got military people working at the company. They I mean literally they have like an uh, AR15 on their coffee bag. And so they're going after a certain sort of messaging with their brand. So it has to be specific enough to matter, but the market also has to be big enough to produce a lot of sales. If you're going after, you know, people that do yoga at 3 a.m. with their puppies 
in Central Park, I mean, that's going to be too small of a market. And so you want a market that's big enough that can produce a lot of sales. So specific enough to matter, but big enough to produce a lot of sales. And a lot of sales can be relative. It really depends on your financial aspirations, how big you want your goal, your business to be. If you're trying to build a million dollar business, you need a smaller market than somebody who's trying to build a hundred million dollar, billion dollar business. But the good thing about all this is, is that you don't have to invent a new product. If you already own an e-commerce business, you can take one of the products you already have and likely reposition it to be the best option for a certain group of people without having to really change much about the product itself. You may have to change the branding and the packaging and the messaging, but nothing about the core product itself. Or if you are getting into e-commerce and you're looking to launch a new product, but you already have a product idea you really like, you can use this concept to create a much more powerful product to sell, even if the core product you would have sold is exactly the same. But now you're the best option for a certain group of people. So how do you position your product? First, you got to think about the audience. What audience is number one, underserved and number two, big enough to matter. And so as long as you have something that you feel like, okay, this product, especially if you find mass market products, coffee was an example, uh, energy drinks. There's another one that's literally selling cans of water called liquid death. They have a very unique positioning in marketing. Um, one of the things they also do is put their water in a can, which is unique. And so, but ultimately they're just selling water. They didn't really innovate on the concept of water. So what audience number one is underserved, meaning that a lot of people are buying something, but they're not that thrilled about it. They're just buying it because it's the best available option. Uh, but they could possibly like something else. And number two is big enough to matter. If the audience is too small, a lot of times we think only in terms of ourselves, but if people like us is too small of an audience, then we need to think a little bit bigger based on our financial goals. So the first thing is to figure out that audience that's underserved and big enough to matter. And then number two is to then position your product to be the best option for that market. That includes your branding, meaning colors, typography, messaging, all those things. Your packaging is a big one. You can literally take the same exact product, put it in a different packaging, and it can mean something totally different. And I'll give you an example of that in a second. Communication style. Um, this comes down to the languaging you use in emails, on social media, everywhere else. So it's just kind of part of your branding as well. Also, the causes, influencers, and things that you support. If you want to go after certain demographics, such as if you're Black Rifle Coffee, you're going to support totally different charitable causes. You're going to have totally different influencers than a brand that's going after a completely different kind of market. Say, say, say a coffee company that's all about being environmentally friendly, their causes and influencers and things that they support is going to be totally different. And it's, it's fine. You just got to be cognizant that to reinforce your positioning in that market, you want it to be congruent with the positioning that you're going after in the causes, influencers, and things that you support. Lastly, uh, the reviews and testimonials you solicit and feature. And so you want people when they check out your site, your branding, your social media to see that, you know, the people you're trying to pull in that audience that you're after, they should see reviews and testimonials from people like them. If you want to target women, you don't want only testimonials from men, for example. And so picking out certain reviews and testimonials and soliciting them can help reinforce your positioning as well. One big lesson from a book called Positioning, I believe it was about 20 years old, authors Al Rise and Jack Strout, uh, the book is called Positioning, and they said uh, something that stuck with me, that you want your product to stand for one thing. Uh, for example, um, if you are selling... Uh, say a hand strengthener, just cause I'm using this on my desk right now. And so you see, you say you want to build the best hand strengthener possible. There's nobody else that's going to be better at this. As soon as you add another product to that brand, such as let's say some workout bands for maybe your knees or something, then 
you may have expanded your brand, but you also have reduced your association from your brand and your position as being the number one hand strengthener. And so this same thing happens to positioning. As soon as we try to broaden our market too much, we often dilute our appeal to the initial people we were going after. And so this is why I think you want to be very careful about choosing your audience because you want to make sure it's big enough that you don't feel like you have to expand your positioning just to be able to make more money. And so you want your product to really stand for one thing, to be the best option, the best product for a certain group of people. So one interesting example of this is there's a company that I'm sure you're probably familiar with called Dollar Shave Club. So they ran these very unique commercials. They had the guy, I believe he was one of the founders, kind of, you know, guy's guy, you know, he's got his like tie halfway done. He's running around a warehouse. It's a very funny video that kind of went viral and they used that as an ad. And so they ended up building this company called Dollar Shave Club selling razors primarily for men. I don't think they wanted to only sell for men, but that was very much their appeal. And I don't know their numbers exactly, but my guess is when they got acquired, it was probably 80% men that were buying their products, but they got acquired for a billion dollars back in 2016. Some smart person gets the idea of like, hey, if this worked for men, it'll probably work for women also. So they launched another brand called Billy, this different group of people called Billy, which is basically the women's version of Dollar Shave Club. They launched it. So get this. So Dollar Shave Club acquired for a billion dollars in 2016. Billy launched in 2017. Uh, It's a strange coincidence. They probably saw, hey, I like a billion dollars also. They launched in 2017. Four years later, Billy was acquired for $310 million in cash. They basically took the same exact similar kind of concept, marketing product and everything, but they changed the positioning from, hey, this is no longer just for men. This is specifically for women. And if you look at their branding, it's all pink. It's got mainly women featured. And so they took that positioning, were able to build a $310 million company in four years from a standstill. So that's the power of having the right kind of positioning. And so if you're considering a new product or you already have a product, don't think you have to go invent something new. You can reposition a product to be the best option in a current space and can often create a massive company that way that actually stands out without having to have a new invention or anything. Now, tomorrow, if you don't feel like you can reposition something you already have, tomorrow we're going to talk about how to find new products without taking big risks or abandoning your current brand. So I'm doing a series right now, it's about 30 days. We are six or seven days in, maybe 10 days in so far. And so this is a 30 day series on how to find a massive breakthrough in e-commerce, whether you already own an e-commerce business or are starting from scratch. And so putting all this together, right now we're in the second section of this. First thing we talked about is making sure you're in the right market. Now we're making sure you have the right product. This is almost like a checklist format for making an e-commerce business grow. So if you want to get all these episodes 100% for free, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you tomorrow.